What's up, you guys? It is your boy, Tony T-Time West, man, and I'm back at it again with episode seven of Talks with T-Time, man. I'm happy to have you guys back, man. Uh, continue to subscribe to the podcast, man. I really appreciate you guys' support. Uh, you guys have been amazing since this whole journey has started about a month ago, roughly. So I just want to thank you guys. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into everything that today that we're going to be talking about. We're going to start off talking about the NBA playoffs first. Uh, I do want to just go over some of the games that have already took place. And then there's actually two game sevens that's taking place today. I also want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are listening to this podcast. You guys are amazing. You're the rock of really of this society, man. So I really want to just say thank you guys, uh, you mothers, you great mothers out here in this world. Um, we really do appreciate everything you guys do for us. And obviously, happy Mother's Day to my mother. Um, and also as well, my grandmother and my sister, you guys are amazing. And, uh, you guys have been a really, really solid foundation in my life. So I really do want to appreciate that as well. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into the sports of things. Like I said, I want to talk about the playoff games that have taken place, um, this weekend. And then also as well, some of the games that'll be coming up. Like I said, we do have two game sevens today, Philly and Toronto, and then also as well, Denver and Portland. Uh, so we do have those two today. We'll go over those two games a little bit. Um, and then we'll obviously talk a little bit about the Rockets and their struggles. We obviously have to talk about them. Um, I do want to start off with the two playoff games that are playing today. And then I want to talk about the Rockets because we really have to have a true discussion about the Rockets. And then we'll go over the popular culture news, things such as that. So I want to go ahead and jump into the two games that are taking place today, the two game sevens. We have the first one, um, which is going to be Portland and Denver at 330. Uh, Portland goes to Denver. In this game, it is a game seven. I knew this game, this series would probably go to seven. I'm going to take Denver in this game. I think it's going to be a close one. Portland's going to come fighting. But Denver, you know, being above elevation, I think that's going to play a big role in them getting this win at home. I think they've only lost like seven home games this whole entire year. I believe they'll continue to keep that streak going. I think at this point it'll be, you know, them winning the series four to three. It's going to be very important about uh, of Jokic and his minutes. I mean, obviously he's played a lot in these playoffs, especially in this series. Uh, that's going to play a big role into how this game develops. And also as well, I think it's going to play a big role in how Damian Lillard delivers in this game and C.J. McCollum. If those guys can really get it going, Denver could be in some trouble. But I think Denver's bench and the depth is just too deep for the Portland Trailblazers. But I do think this is going to be a good game. I'm going to take um, Denver in this game 83-72. to 72. So I got to win by like 11 points. So I think at the end they'll start kind of taking off. Um, the game that takes place tonight at 7 o'clock in Toronto um, is going to be Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to take Toronto in this game. I think Toronto is definitely, you know, very – they have a lot of good depth. And then also as well – um, Philly's start lineup is amazing, and they also have some pretty decent depth on the bench. But I'm just so tired of the inconsistencies of Joel Embiid and then also as well Ben Simmons. Everybody knows I love Ben Simmons. I'm a huge big Simmons fan. I always tell y'all every podcast if he develops a jump shot, he's the next superstar in this lead. Um, but with that being said, he hasn't developed a jump shot yet. Uh, some of these games in the playoffs, he's had 10 points. That's not going to cut it. Um, and he's going to have to really come to deliver tonight, him and Joel Embiid both. But I do personally think that um, the Toronto Raptors will win this game. I really want the 76ers to win, to be completely honest, and go ahead and face on Milwaukee. But 
I think that at this point, I believe that the Toronto Raptors will do it. And uh, they'll go ahead and win. My prediction for this game, I'm going to go 93-91. So I think this game is going to be a really close game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. But I do believe that the Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard is playing at a very high level right now. And really, he's been really unstoppable in this whole playoff series. So I think that continues today. I think I think Kawhi goes for another 30 points, probably 30 to 35 points. And um, they get the win today. So I am excited to see that game. I'm probably more excited to see that game than the game that comes on at 330. Um, but those are the two playoff games as of right now. Obviously, I want to go ahead and jump into the Houston Rockets. We have to have a real serious conversation about that team in Houston because we just got to have a conversation. So Houston, you know, lost on Friday night, 118 to 113 to a um, Golden State team without their best player. Now, granted, you know, the Warriors were good before Kevin Durant even got there. So let's Let's, you know, go ahead and say that for sure. Because they were. They were good before Kevin Durant even got there. So I just want to make sure that's clear. Because a lot of people was like, wow, you know, Houston, wow, how did you lose without Kevin Durant? I mean, they beat them before without Kevin Durant. So, but, you know, I thought this year was Houston's best chance of getting to a, a championship. I mean, Kevin Durant was out. I mean, this was their time to shine, and they folded. Um, now, James Harden did have 35 points, but when, when you needed the most – he went ghost, man. The last five minutes of the game, I didn't really hear from James Harden. Chris Paul probably played the best game in the whole series. Still not enough for the Golden State Warriors. Curry put on 21. Um, was it 21 points in the fourth? I mean, Curry balled out of his mind. Um, he had a great game. You know, he shot nine from 20 from the field, 33 points. Um, you know, he was perfect from the free throw line. He had a tremendous game, man. And also, Klay Thompson as well. Really, really, to be honest, Klay Thompson probably was the most valuable player in this game because he really kept them alive when no one else was hitting their shots. Um, so definitely give a shout-out to Klay Thompson and what he did with them going on and taking on Houston and actually beating them without, you know, Kevin Durant. Now, we have to have a talk with about Houston. Uh, I don't know if it's a mental thing with Houston. I don't know if mentally they just cannot beat you know, I don't know if they mentally just cannot beat the Warriors or it's just like something. You know, you remember when LeBron was in the East and it just seemed like every year Toronto could not get over the hump. It didn't matter what their record was. LeBron psychologically had them screwed. And I'm starting to think it's the same thing with the Houston Rockets. I think the Houston Rockets are just psychologically screwed. I mean, if they had a chance of beating the Warriors, this was going to be the year to do it. Um, with no KD... I just, I, I thought this would be the year to do it. I really did think this is the year they're going to put them away. And they still didn't get it done. I think we're starting to realize now, and this could be a hot take, depends on how you feel about it. I think we have to understand that the way Houston is playing isn't really working. It's not winning. It's not winning. Having James Harden take 30 shots a game, having him be having his hands on the ball 85% of the time, all this analytic stuff, take as many threes as possible. I think we're starting to see this ain't really working for them because it's not getting them to a championship. They've been doing this now for, what, the last four years since Daryl Morey has got there? Last four or five years? And they still are yet to make a championship? I mean, like I said, let's not, you know, act like Golden State is a horrible team because they're not. They're amazing. Even without Kevin Durant, they're still a very good team. But I think we're starting to realize the way that the Houston Rockets are playing, I don't think this will ever, I don't think they'll ever beat the Golden State Warriors, even without KD. 
I don't think they'll beat the Golden State Warriors playing the way that they're playing now. I just don't. Now, pending free agency to see what happens with the Golden State Warriors. Now, if they lose two individuals, which would mean Clay and also Durant, maybe at that point they can beat them. But if Clay or Durant comes back, they're not beating them. They're just not. They're not going to beat them. That's just how I feel. I think Houston, you know, they should be ashamed of themselves. This was the time that you had to shine. You had to shine, James Harden, this time. CP3, I really don't want to rag on him too much because he did have a great game. But at the same time, he struggled through the whole rest of the series. This was the only game he really showed up to. Um, so, I think that's 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 a huge factor as well. I honestly think that, you know, Houston will never win a, a championship playing the way that they play. I just don't see it happening. And they really should be ashamed of themselves because this was the this was the year. If you were going to pull it off, this was the year. Kevin Durant's out. The Warriors been struggling. All of them thinking about their free agency, where they going to go next. This was the year to catch them off guard. Because even next year, let's just say they bring Clay back. At least they know everybody's there long term. Nobody's going to be walking out. It's not going to be no, you know, Kevin Durant leaving this summer. It's not going to be none of that. It's this, they're all going to be there long term. I think Steph has like three more years on his contract. Depending on what happened to Klay Thompson, he's going to have about four or five years on his contract. I think Draymond still has like two more years on his contract. So the nucleus of that team is will still be there. Um, they'll still be there. That's the thing. They will still be there more than likely. Um, and then we, we don't know what's going to happen with DeMarcus Cousins either. That's another good point that I just thought about. We don't know what's going to happen with DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins might say, hey, I'm just going to do it again. I'm just going to take another little cheap $5 million deal from the Warriors for one year and, and go back and try to win a ring. You know, and, and that's a very well possibility that could happen. That really could happen. So, I mean, that's that's something that you definitely got to keep, you know, in hand. But the the heart, the, the, the excuse me, the Houston Rockets, I... I'm really disappointed in them. I'm going to be completely honest. I think they may have been the most disappointing team in this playoff series. I feel like they were. You could make an argument for the Boston Celtics as well, getting you know put out 4-1. But I think that the Houston Rockets, to me, was the most disappointing. I mean, they got took out in six, just like the Clippers did. They got took out in six. You know, so I, I really don't. You know, and then the thing about the Houston Rockets also as well is to me personally, their window is closing. If you think about it, Chris Paul is a, still a, a star. I don't know if he's a superstar anymore. He's still one of the greatest point guards to ever play this game. So let me just make that clear. He's top five or ten best point guards that ever have played this game. So I want to make sure I reiterate that. But he's not a superstar anymore. He's a star, an all-star. But he's not a superstar anymore. I mean, you got to think about it. Clint Capella has struggled all year. He got that check last year, and he just disappeared this year. James Harden, I mean, he's he's a freaking nature. We already know what James Harden is. But I still don't know if his style of basketball is going to win you championships. I don't know that. And we still are yet to see if that's going to win any championships. Me personally, I don't think it, I don't think it will. I think I think we've seen that here that it's not. It's not going to help you win any championships. So I think that plays a big role in it as well. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I I personally think that I think the Houston Rockets are just, you know, psycholo- psychologically just scared of the Warriors. Really, I think they just they just freeze up under the pressure with the Warriors every year. I mean, they've even came out on the record stating we want to be the Warriors. We want to beat the Warriors. We want to be like the Warriors. They've came out and made this. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you a high school story. And, you know, and – and people that went to Olympic can understand this. 
um, to my high school. There was this football team, and I'm, I know I'm going off the rails a little bit, but just stand here with me. This talks with T Time. So we're going to talk about my life a little bit. So there was a school in Charlotte by the name of Charlotte Catholic in football. Let me bring it up first in football. And they were always just fundamentally sound, never made a mistake. They didn't have the most athletic people on their team. A bunch of rich, you know, you know, Caucasian kids come from good homes, really wasn't that athletic, but they were always in the right place and always in the right time. They still are like that. I think they just won a a state championship like last year again. Um, You know, our coaches at Olympic, they were our rivals. They were really like the only really good team in our conference. It was always just either us or Catholic, really. And, you know, our coaches wanted us to be so much like Catholic sometimes. We even ran the same wing T offense as them. Um, and they, you know, they they wanted us to be so much like them. I think every time we faced them, we kind of amped ourselves up even more because of the expectations. And we would get blown out. I mean, we would get blown out by Catholic. We beat Catholic one year my whole time at Olympic. And that was my freshman year. And I think that freshman year team we had at Olympic was probably the greatest Olympic team ever. Or one of the greatest Olympic teams ever at the, at our school. So that's what I mean when I say psychologically. I think Houston just had uh, the Warriors just have Houston's number psychologically. Let me say that again. Psychologically, they have their number. Psychologically, I just want to put that out. They have their number, and that's a big role in a game, though. I mean, the game is really more so when you really think about it. Most of the sports period is more than like thirty percent. Physical and like 70% mental. Like it's really more so of a mental thing with when it comes to sports. It really is. You'll be really surprised. I think Curry was going through some mental things when he was going through his shooting slump. I mean, that's just really how I feel. So, and once he actually clicked on and got it and started believing in himself, you see he started knocking down them points. So I think that makes a big deal. I think that's a big deal as well in, you know, what their development is. And I think that also played a big role. I just think psychologically, man, Houston just, you know, they can't get on the same ball field with, with the Warriors psychologically. Once again, not talent-wise, because talent-wise, they're there. They're there talent-wise. They have the talent to hang with Golden State. We've seen that for the past two or three years now. They have the talent to hang with Golden State. But my thing is, I think, once again, psychologically, they're just like, oh, it's Golden State again, you know. Here they go, you know. Just like Toronto. Toronto has, until this year, they've had the same psychological problem with LeBron. You know, and now since LeBron has left, they're looking at possibly going to a conference finals. Now, will they win? We don't know. But, you know, it's good to see them at least advancing. You know, getting past LeBron since LeBron's no longer in the East. So I think that plays a big role in it as well. Um, but, yeah, I just really wanted to dig into Houston a lot because I feel like Houston talent-wise is there. They have all the talent that they need to win a, you know, in a championship. But my thing is, are they going to do it? That's my biggest problem with them. Or are they going to take initiative and say, hey, man, we don't care about the name across the front of the jersey. We just want a ball. And I think once they start doing that, they're going to be in a good predicament. When they start doing that, I don't know, but they need to find a way to do that for sure. Um, So I did want to talk about the NBA playoffs a little bit. I do want to talk a little bit about what we could see in these conference finals. We already know the Bucs have advanced, and we already know the Warriors have advanced. To me, I think them are going to be the two teams that's going to be in the finals anyway, but that's a whole other discussion for another day. 
Um, but I would like to see personally, I would like to see the 76ers get to the finals. I mean, to the uh, to the conference, uh, Eastern Conference finals. I really would. I really would like to see them get. I mean, I like, I want to, I like Kawhi. Let me say that first off. I like Kawhi, so I do like to see him do good. I'm not really a big fan of Kyle Lowry, and we talked about that in my last podcast. Shout out to Cavani and C Ruff for coming on also as well. Um, we talked about that. I'm not really a big fan of Kyle Lowry, but I do like Kawhi Leonard. I like me some Kawhi Leonard. I'll be honest. I'm a big fan of Kawhi Leonard. So I do like to see them do good, but I would be more entertained as a fan to see Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons 100% healthy, let's say that first, with no excuses, playing against Milwaukee. Now, who I think will win that series, I think Milwaukee still would win. I still have Milwaukee, at this point, Milwaukee in the Warriors. The Warriors are not losing. They're not losing to Portland nor Denver. I mean, this both of those series could be over in five. I'm just being straight up honest. Either one of those series can be over in five, especially if KD comes back healthy. Either one of those series can be over in five. Either one. So I wouldn't be surprised if either of those series are over in five. But we, like I said, I would like to see the Warriors in the, in the Bucks in the championship. I wouldn't even complain with seeing the Warriors and 76ers in the championship. But I don't think they have. But I do think for, you know, the NBA's purposes, I do think they have to have the Warriors in some type of way. They got to. It, it, it would make no sense not to have the Warriors in. But I did want to talk about that a little bit. Next, we're going to go ahead and jump into the popular culture segment of the podcast. And let's talk a little bit about Kodak Black, man, getting arrested last night and rolling loud. We're going to really have to talk about that and what is his further, you know, legal situations that keep going on. We're going to have to talk about that. We'll be right back. What's up, you guys? And we are back on uh, Talks with T-Time Podcast, episode number seven. Uh, I did want to jump into something else. I know I said that we were going to jump right into the popular culture. I was going to kind of try to keep things short today with it being, you know, Mother's Day. People want to hang out with their moms and things such as that. But before we jump into the popular culture, we have to talk about the garbage fire dumpster, whatever you want to call it, dumpster fire of the Los Angeles Lakers uh, franchise right now. On Friday, I believe they had a... Like some type of, um, not a pep rally, but like a, uh, what do they call it? Like a, mm, kind of like a, not a riot, because there's only like nine people out there. But they had some type of a protest, I guess you can call it, on how things are being ran with the LA Lakers franchise. Um, basically, like I said, it was nothing like like 30 people out there, if that. Um, mostly young kind of kids, college kids look like, really, to be honest with you. But anyway... Um, the, the, the Lakers did go on and sign Frank Volger yesterday. And then Jason Kidd is also coming as well, um, as an assistant coach. A lot of people believe Jason Kidd is going to be the head coach in probably about two or three years. Um, Frank Vogel signed, I think a three year deal or three and a three or four year deal. And then also Jason Kidd signed a deal. I don't know the amount or the, the time on Jason Kidd's deal. I want to give my synopsis on it. I'm glad they didn't get Tyron Lue. I'll, I'll be straight up about it. I'm glad he didn't get signed. I'm, you won't hear me complain about that at all. I'm glad Tyron Lue's not coming back to be a coach at the Lakers. I think regardless, it's not really going to matter who you hire because LeBron's going to be running the show. I think we all know that. It's really not really much of a surprise. LeBron's going to be running the show in L.A. He's going to be running the show in Tinseltown. I don't think nobody thinks differently. Man, Jeannie Buss even though he running the show. LeBron is running the show in L.A. right now. So 
Them picking up Frank Vogel, I'm, Frank Vogel, I'm cool with that. He had some pretty decent teams in Indiana when you had like Danny Granger, uh, Paul George, Darian Collison. They had some pretty decent teams in Indiana, you know, at, at, back in like 2013, 2014, things such as that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with Frank Vogel. I liked I like the pick personally. I didn't have too much of a problem with it. I like the Jason Kidd pickup, also as well as assistant coach. I didn't have a problem with that as either as well. But you know, like I said, I'm more so focused on what we are gonna do in free agency because that's what's really gonna matter. Because if you get them all stars on this team together, I think really LeBron gonna be coaching and running the show anyway. So let's just get them all-stars on the team and go ahead and do our thing. I think it's going to be important to really see the options of maybe getting a Kyrie Irving, which is now sound like that's really a possibility because he talked, you know, to apparently people with the L.A. Lakers, you know, organization. He's interested to at least see what's going to happen. So Kyrie could be joining back up with LeBron again. And if that don't work out, I would really want the Lakers to go out to Kimball Walker. I would love to have Kimball Walker with LeBron. Kimball Walker is very unselfish, so you won't have to worry about none of that type stuff. He would, I think, flourish in a place where he's the number two option and with LeBron being the number one option. I think the Lakers should really consider going after Kimball Walker more than Kyrie Irving, to be, to be completely honest with you. But... We'll know, you know, we'll see how things work out. But right now, the Los Angeles Lakers um, franchise, the dumpster fire. It's uh, I've almost want to like unclaim the Lakers as one of my teams. I mean, I really do because whew, it's just been a it's been a crap fest. It's been a you know I can't say the word, but it and put an S in front of it. Show it's been bad, man. I mean, it, it it has been bad, man. I just I hope they really get things fixed out. Genie Bus, Rob Palenka. I don't know what y'all got going on, but y'all need to get this thing figured out. Us Laker fans tired of being, you know, trash, and we we tired of not going to the playoffs. We ain't been to the playoffs since, you know, Jim Bust, their father passed away. We trying to get back to the playoffs, man. I don't know what they got going on, but Lakers, get it together, man. Franchise looking, you know, it's embarrassing, man. I mean, it looks bad, man. It's just it's embarrassing, bro. I mean, it's really one of the more embarrassing things I've seen in a franchise, period. You know, it's just really embarrassing about how, you know, obviously, you know, we know about, you know, uh, Magic Johnson just stepping out, you know. It just looks bad, man. Everything just looks really bad right now. Sources are saying stuff happened between, you know, Genie and, you know, Palenka that made Magic leave. It's just a bunch of High school looking like drama right now in, in, in Tinseltown. So they need to get that together, man. Honestly, I'm going to be real. If I was a free agent, I wouldn't even want to go to the Lakers right now because they're so dysfunctional. I would want to go to the L.A. Clippers, somebody that's actually running their organization the right way. I would be complaining. This is coming from a childhood Laker fan. I wouldn't want to come to the Lakers right now the way they looking. I really wouldn't. I would go straight over, same building, other side, the Clippers. The Clippers look more, you know, their future looks more promising right now. Same with the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. The Brooklyn Nets should be a destination spot for a lot of people this year. KD included, Kyrie included, if they don't bring D'Lo back. That should definitely be a landing spot for people. That really should. Kimball Walker, he's from New York. The Bronx, to be exact. That should be the New York, uh, the, the uh, you know, the Brooklyn Nets should definitely be a spot for people to keep their eye out on. But I did want to talk a little bit about the Lakers. 
Now we're going to go ahead and jump into Kodak Black, talk about his whole legal uh, you know, situations. He was arrested last night in Miami, Florida, and we're going to jump into that on this next segment here. All right, and we are back on episode seven of Talks with Tea Time, man. Let's go ahead and jump into the popular culture segment of it. We did talk a little bit about Kodak Black getting arrested last night at Rolling Loud in Miami. I just want to go over a little bit of the, you know, the background of everything. Sources have confirmed that Kodak Black has just been arrested at Rolling Loud festi- uh, Festival on state and federal firearm charges. ATF, which is basically the feds, Miami-Dade Police, Northside Gang Unit, and the U.S. Marshals are all involved in the arrest. Um, so really not a good situation for Kodak Black because when the feds get you, it's going down. I mean, you might as well just go ahead and copy your plea because I think they have like a 97% rate of conviction. So more than like you, ATF is basically the feds. I mean, I don't really know what it stands for, but it's basically the feds. ATF, Mar- U.S. Marshals, when they come pick you up, it's real. Um, so yeah, he's looking at probably facing some time and I'm not talking about no petty two years, three years. I'm talking about, you know, 10, 15, 20. If he cops a plea, maybe something like eight or nine. Um, but he better get the plan because if they have something on him, if the feds come pick you up, they coming to pick you up. And it ain't going to be for just no a year, two years like he been getting. He getting months, um, not months, years. He, get, he ain't getting months, he getting years. So it's really going to be going down if he, you know, gets those years because it's really looking like that could be a possibility. So I'm praying for Kodak Black and his situation as well. Um, But it ain't looking good, man. I'm just going to be straight up with you. It is not looking good at all, man. I really, you know, I really was hoping that guy got his, you know, cell phone track. But right now it's just really not looking good. I also wanted to talk about um, Houston's own Megan Thee Stallion, man. Um, Basically, she had an interview, looks like in Birmingham, Alabama, and the radio host did not do his research. He asked her a question about her mother her mother and her mother actually just passed away i want to say maybe two months ago a month and a half ago something like that so pretty recently and he was basically asking her like hey you know um how's your mom where is she at basically didn't do his research you have to do your research before you bring somebody on so you won't ask questions like that and look dumb and a lot of people are upset about that and you know when the question was asked megan stallion was actually appalled she didn't even say she was like did he did he really you know just ask me that like and i couldn't blame her like you have to do your research as a reporter as a radio host journalist analyst with me trying to pursue that i know what you have to do you have to do your research you know and that's that's not gonna cut it man so i completely understand that you know why she was would have been upset completely understand that man i would have been pretty livid if that would happen but the Birmingham host, his name was Funny Main. He did apologize for the, you know, asking that question after he realized what was going on. He did further on and say, you know, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about the mistake that I made there. And uh, at least he reached out and, you know, kind of he posted it on Instagram as well, basically saying that he was sorry that, you know, that took place. Also, as well, uh, another story that really took place with me that really sucked in my heart is that the the show um, on Fox Star has been canceled. Um. I thought that was horrible. I thought, personally, if you're going to cancel anything on Fox, it should have been Empire. Uh, But Star has been canceled. Uh, They just ended out season three, I think, last Wednesday. Obviously, horrible situation. But they are, a lot of fans are now fighting 
to get it back on TV. It's actually a petition out right now. Last time I checked, it had like 17,000, uh, uh, 1,700 uh, signs. I think it only need to get to like 250. So they're they're closing in on that on that on well 2,500. Uh, they're closing in on that as if that was like yesterday. So I don't know if it's past that at this point. But they're trying to get the show star renewed. I thought Shaw was a great show. Had a lot of cliffhangers. Made you want to come back and watch another week. Honestly, I enjoy watching Star every week. Empire, not so much. I mean, Empire is the same storyline ten times over and over and over. Um, and they renewed that, but Star, probably the best show Fox has right now, to be completely honest, got booted out. It just didn't make much sense to me. I don't know if there's any scandal behind that. It could be, but I also believe that Netflix, somebody like that, Hulu, will actually pick Star up. I think it would be a great investment because people would definitely tune in. So I thought that was pretty unique to talk about as well, man. But that basically kind of covers the popular culture side of everything. Like I said, I wanted to make this podcast a little shorter. Since it's Mother's Day, I want to spend some time with my mom and things such as that. But I do want to tell you guys, thank you so much for tuning in, showing support and love, man. I've really appreciated everything you guys have did for me. And, um, you know, we're just continuing to work and uh, look for new opportunities, man. So I really do thank you guys for joining into the podcast, man. This is Talks with Tea Time in Episode 7. We are out, man. Continue to listen, man. Appreciate it.